0: UFC 200 is in the books. It felt a little, I don't know, it didn't have quite the crescendo I was hoping for. Best but card of all time. I, it was, yeah, it had, uh, anyway, <laughs> proves it's uh, easier to fight outside the cage. It's certainly easier when you don't have to face Cain Velasquez's spinning back kick or anything Nunez did. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you? Good. Also Uh, with us, mm -hmm. you want to go, I mean, if you have a comment.
1: I do have a comment, and it'll lead to our guest, who, if you listen to last week's episode, you know. Uh, Say hello to Gary Tonin. Gary, how are you doing?
2: Hey, guys.
1: (laughs) Gary, straight from his slumber party right now. Gary, um... (laughs) Did it change for you watching this whole event? We're not going to reveal the results yet. But did it change anything for you while watching the event and knowing that you had a bet going on with Kevin?
2: Yeah, I definitely did. I also made a, uh, private bet during the event. On, like, the worst fight, too. Like, the one I was, like, confident in. That some kid was, like, trying to bet money. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty boring. Looks like make it more exciting. And I bet, uh... It was a really bad. Best. You know, normally, like human beings when they're betting people, not in you know, like in a private situation, they would just bet. Oh, I'll bet you ten dollars. You know, so and so is going to win. No, this dude was like a professional. He's like, well, the Vegas odds are three to one, and uh, so if you bet ten dollars. You know, really, you got to pay me thirty. So anyway, this guy huffed his way to convince me to bet uh, against Brock Lesnar. Uh, that uh, that broke, and I ended up having to pay that dude thirty dollars. It was pretty brutal. Well, so in addition to the bet that I have going on with Kevin, uh, I have even even more race stakes. So the disappointment of that night was just at an all time high.
1: Well, Gary, you should promise your metamorphosis winnings next time you're in a bet that you're unsure of winning, so that way yeah, the sum zero sum that they well, end up winning will be that's quite that's impressive. That's
0: Plus, you you want to go lower numbers. So if it's only a thirty dollars bet, that feels like a good Metamoris payday. (laughs) Just like a good hell, a fucking Outback Steakhouse guest gift certificate would be amazing.
2: People would be happy to have that
1: as opposed to what they got. You know, (laughs) Gary.
0: This brings up an interesting (laughs) point. Are you getting
1: paid for Metamoris? Because every person in the world messaged us, like we're the arbiters of this. Are you getting paid for this?
2: Uh, (laughs) Ah, the hell I know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I just heard I get to fight Hallett Gracie and quite frankly, uh, if I don't get paid at all, it's still worth it. So long as he shows oh, up and I get to kick oh, his ass. Oh,
1: this is again, we have had this happen on our show before, literally the day after AJ competed for Metamorris. He was like, you know what? It wasn't about that. It was about competing and the honor, but I will make sure to get paid. And I was like, have you gotten paid? He goes, I will make sure. And we saw how that went so when you yeah, say um, things like
2: well i mean it's definitely not about competing and the honor and all that it's just about beating the shit out of how
3: <laughs> you're it's a little
2: different i'm not video? i'm not going with noble intentions there's no noble i mean you know i guess you know i could be fighting for the people quote unquote but like i i have very much personal vendetta against him it's nice that it's nice it's nice that it works out the rest of the public has a vendetta against him as well but I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm just fighting the people's battle here. <laughs> this, I is all, this is
0: for me. I couldn't believe how relaxed you looked in the video. Uh, I enjoyed the remix, and if you haven't seen Snap City yet, you need to go to Instagram right now. Just stop the podcast. Go yeah, watch. We should Snap probably Snap just City. play it on the Map, show, Map, uh,
1: so y'all will will get a nice preview of it shortly on uh, on the show. We'll take a nice commercial break so we can play the audio of it. But go on, Kevin.
0: <laughs> I just. Uh, Gary, you look like you really are sweating this one out in training (laughs) camp. Uh, You almost furrowed your brow one time.
2: Listen, I had to raise the stakes for myself just so that I would take this seriously. Like, that's the whole butt tattoo thing was just me being like, I'm worried that I might not take this training camp seriously, and I Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to do that, so... Let me just say that I'm going to get a tattoo on my ass if I lose. That'll give me some more motivation to train the way I should to be a professional for this fight. So,
1: so do you get these videos a little bit ahead of time? Because oh, please, let's let's no
2: no get no, to the no, of this no 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 they don't run any of this shit by you at all. <laughs> I wish they did
1: <laughs> because there was a choice statement that I I mean several of them, but there was one in particular I think where. You know, Hulk seemed to be laughing at the notion of two things. One, Gary, you've got a good heel hook, and that's about it. But what's going to happen, too, when the heel hook doesn't work? Cue maniacal laugh.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: have you, have uh, you yeah, thought about that, was that? a little weird. Are you worried was about a little weird. Uh, it
2: makes it seem like I, I'm pretty confident that he got my end of the, of the interview, before, like, you got to see and like got to plan his uh, you know, response off that. But maybe they just edited it well. I don't know.
1: Don't know. Could that. have fooled us because that uh, hot rhyme he was spitting at the end. Pure fire.
2: He seemed to combat my, uh, my Snap City bit, I suppose.
1: I Did mean, it? let's put it this yeah. way. Uh, that's
0: not how I took it. I was like, oh, Alex lost his mind. Okay, I get it. That's where the fight came from. Gary looks shockingly confident. And like slowly looks as though he's got, like, the Joker's haircut now. I mean, what's next? Like, he's kind of, he's slipping.
1: Let's say that some people have compared him. I believe it's our good friend Todd Schaefer has compared him to uh, Bert or Ernie, one of the two, with the hair, or he's Beaker, gross. if you will. Oh, like. yeah. And it was, I mean, yeah. Toddy was 100% on, hot of fire on that. But yeah, that was spot
2: on. That was because I think one of the best the I've
1: ever Holic thinks that he looks like I didn't post that on in... my
2: Instagram. I gotta do that later.
1: Oh, 100%. You need to put that up. Uh, Todd Got Schaefer it. of, of course, uh, the Jiu Jitsu Times does excellent work. One of our good friends. Hosts a podcast with uh, Tom DeBless. I Haven't heard of it. I haven't heard of it. Don't listen to it. Wouldn't do it if I could. Wow. What does Tom DeBlasse know? That we. Have- <laughs> I just hope that 40 minutes of that show. A really
2: good guy. Just don't listen to any of the shit he says. Horrible. <laughs> no, I just hope that. Wow. Oh,
1: That's a soundbite, and I I don't want to be anywhere near that, so I'm going to put 10 (laughs) seconds of uh, dead air next to that part. Um, I just hope that Tom DeBlass becomes the Jiu-Jitsu Oprah and, Mm -hmm. like, hosts people, and then instead of, like, giving people hugs like Oprah would, he just kind of, like, roughs them up a little bit, but, like, then, like, has a really informative and inspirational talk with them after. It's like, you know, you fucked up, but I took your arm, Travis Nawaza, so... I think you feel okay now,
0: but hey, you can do you even better. Nice. He would be good on a couples counseling type of video. Mm-hmm. It's like Absolutely. get on the mats. We'll see who gives a shit about the dishes more. Uh. <laughs> and just real talk <laughs> with uh, Tom DeBlas while these two people are vomiting from training really hard. Ooh. So,
1: if we were to give a little bit of uh, I guess, background is so yeah, you know, the video comes out and I see it on Gary's account. And I see the snippet where Gary's introducing the concept of Snap City. And then I heard Hollick do a rhyme. Now, here's my thought process. When I heard Snap City, I said, well, that's a remix waiting to happen, but I'm not going to do it. And then I heard Hollick do his rhyme scheme, and I said, for the good of the jiu-jitsu community, I will put together a remix. You, I will lay track to this. I will lay <laughs> track to these hot fire spit bars. Gary, yeah. what was your response when you heard the rap? Because the thing I told you was, I was like, how dare you do this? And Gary's like, I didn't do anything. Stab City's mine and I'm proud of it. And I said, that's great. But you inspired the rap. Therefore, you <laughs> yeah. are like the guy who inspired G and a G. Yeah. Yeah, alright. So I'm kind
2: of with Kev on this one first of all, that I don't, I don't really believe that he, uh, he heard me say the Snap City thing before he did the rap. <laughs> I, I want to believe that he's just a full-blown lunatic and decided that that was the way he should end his promo. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I suppose you could be right. And regardless, you know, I, I did inspire this match, so I guess it's my fault no matter what.
0: It's nice but that you're uh, taking responsibility like a man, though. God. Just props.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know. Now, it's, you're putting me in a tough spot here because I want to apologize, but I'm pretty sure I'm coming out with a Halleck Gracie lullaby pretty soon that's probably going to spark... I mean, I would assume it's going to spark some sort, of, some sort of vocal, lyrical response from Halleck since he is an artist with integrity and all.
1: Well, you know, uh, Gary, I hate to... I hate surprising you, okay? That's just something uh-huh. I really don't like doing. But, Kev, what uh-huh. if I were to tell you and Gary... That we had Halleck on the line, and he's feeling like he's got a lot of eight mile in him right now. What? Yep.
0: Okay. Well, he's I'm feeling gonna, it. I'm going to clip the bat switch and uh, kill Raph for a second and go straight to Ow. CEO of Metamorris, Uh Halleck Gracie. Halleck, did you know about Gary's clip before you you did the poem, Kevin? I knew about it before he did
1: because. I was there. Also, if he was really truly in there, he would go there, but he doesn't want to go there with me. There
0: being the destination by the sea. Okay, well that's Wow, good.
2: you guys really did get Halicarnassus.
0: Yeah, that's not any more helpful though. What I'm looking for is like a declarative. You know, you're you also just mentioned heel hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh Gary can do a smidge more than that. Like he can do a little more than heel hooks. Snap city is kind of a generic term. Are you worried about other limbs? Limbs are what happens
1: when you don't have good jujitsu. Something something <laughs> rhymes with jujitsu. Also, have you seen my ninjitsu?
0: Period. That's actually helpful. because It's really hard to tell um, when you're done uh, in audio low-claps. form. Slow clap, slow clap. Gary, do you have a rebuttal, or you want to save all of your lyrical style? My rebuttal,
2: stuff? my rebuttal is this. That's it. That's all I can really
0: do. Are you masturbating off camera? Was, I'll just. Well, well, dis- no,
2: I don't know. I don't know what that sounds like as a sound bite, You know, like to me, I always just stop. Slow clap.
0: Oh, oh, that was the slow clap. Okay, That was yeah.
1: confusing to me as well. Uh, mostly I didn't know where he was going with that. Um, but as he was doing that, I wrote a sonnet. Would you like me to read it? Please. <laughs> this is in response to someone calling me Holick the Meme Gracie. Why you call me a meme? Things aren't quite what they seem. Your criticism isn't quite keen. Because I know you juice like overream. Something, something, moonbeam. Please let this
0: metamorphosis be seen. Ooh! Oh. Legitimate claps. All right. Halleck, oh. thanks for calling uh, in.
2: Listening to Halleck spit all these rhymes, uh, I'm drawing some parallels to uh, Alec Gracie, and Zoolander.
3: I'm Ooh. like
2: I'm really hearing a lot of Zoolander out of Halleck. Like I just feel like they could he, be like brothers from another mother or
0: something. He probably just watched two and it stuck. That could happen for months. You think this is a school for ants?
1: <laughs> see, I don't you know if that see was Halleck's like Zoolander. My pants.
0: He's gotta, we should do
1: quotes. We should like, do Gary, quotes from you both. You think you could tap me?
0: You can't. <laughs> That's actually. We should,
1: do, we should do quotes from both Zoolander
2: and Halleck, and who have said people it? guess like who said <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah <laughs> wait, did you hear the part when I said you can't? Like, you think you can? Tell <laughs> you can't. It's
0: like, you should be recognizing this hot fire shit. W- we are, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Halleck Gracie. Thank you from Meta Morris. Hey, Gary. Uh, yeah. You better respect the tap.
1: <laughs> because uh, I won't be going to a
0: snitty called Snap.
2: Wow.
1: Wow.
0: You think uh, Halleck I wish I could rhyme like you, Halleck. You think he kisses strippers with that we all mouth? do. Goodbye, I everybody.
1: I have a show to go run, and uh, athletes do not pay. Okay, goodbye.
0: <laughs> wow. Halleck Gracie. I'm ready for his featured book, Jiu-Jitsu Poems. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ooh, like that a, would be great. I'd buy it. Would you? You You would. Yeah, just, just to burn it in my fireplace. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I could also see you guys reading it. it. Having Danaher scream it at you during training sessions would be, uh, I don't know, I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm also I mean, spitting hot fire. Yes, Kev, let's, hmm. let's let only one person spit hot
1: fire on per, this thing.
0: Per time, yeah.
1: I would like to point out, though, I just went to the Metamorph 7 preview video, uh, the one that sparked it all. And uh, on there, there's definitely interviews with me and Gary, and uh, me and Hickson has the suggested videos to watch. So uh, I think that's hilarious. Thanks for the extra plug, you guys. Um, Somebody – you know, Gary, I want to read you a couple of these. We're going to get to the UFC 200 card in just a second. But um, I I need Gary's response to a couple of these trolls. Are you ready for them, Gary?
2: Um, Am I ready?
0: I mean, you have to be. anybody
2: ready. ever really ready for anything
0: related to Halleck Gracie? <laughs> Internet so. trolls, either. Uh,
1: okay, here we go. Uh, this one says, uh, "Was rooting for Halleck until the rap at the end."
0: <laughs> so they oh, they had security. So that's, re-
1: that's
2: what turned them off. They were they were with him, like they were holding this flag, and then they <laughs> heard that, and they mm-hmm. were like, "No way! I can't! I can't support this guy."
1: Yep, absolutely. That was the turning point. Uh, another person uh, put... Well, at least I can't... a
2: sensible human being.
1: <laughs> I like that based on the video, though, they're like weighing it out and going, hmm, let's see who I'm going to go for here. Mm-hmm. All right. And then well,
2: by just up until the end, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm going with that lunatic with the mohawk. And then he laid down the beat, and <laughs> <laughs> and they just couldn't hang
1: all right, Gary. Here's another one. I think this is very important. Kev, you may need to weigh in on this one. I can't decide whose mustache looks the gayest.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, it's, it is my mustache is pretty horrible.
1: Uh, I can't really
0: no. deny no, 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 that. This this <laughs>
1: it's gayest, Gary. Yeah.
0: This uh-huh. is this very is a good. clear category. Okay.
2: All right, so I should directly address this as a uh, as a uh, threat to my sexuality, I suppose.
0: I, I, I don't know. Or a, uh, like, fishing lure, just to see if you nibble. But, uh, I mean, halleck got to be the one in that category. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, Kev, I don't know about this, because somebody with the login name, the Gina Whisperer, said Ooh, LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> Hollick is such a tool right down to his retarded haircut which okay thank you um, let's do this somebody was and we have people who are concerned for you as well Gary somebody put I 100% sure you there will be some stupid rule that would favor Hollick just like Hoyler versus Bravo where Bravo was asked to wear ghee pants while Hoyler uh, wore shorts and was allowed to grab Eddie's pants uh, Gary do you know of any rule set that's favoring Hollick in this uh, thing like uh, I don't know one thing that we came up with was, are you sure you get to fight him first, or does he have, like, Goro showing on the side that you got to get through first?
2: Oh, uh, that would be cool. It's like I could actually just have a match with Kron, and, yeah, that would be... Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like he uses him enough as an excuse for why he's going to be able to beat me, that he might put him first, but, I mean, I think that's what everybody wants to see anyway. Hopefully, Alec like, just fakes an injury leading up to the event, and then I get to fight Kron instead. How much of a mind-blower would that be to the public? Maybe that's what, what we've been planning all along.
0: Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Well, don't get me excited oh. about something better if that's not happening. Like, I'd be very careful, because now I'm thinking about that.
1: Um, <laughs> somebody put this, and oh. I, I guess I just need to know where your thoughts are. Uh, this person is, I think, shooting a, a gun. And uh, in MS Crazy Paint wrote Second Amendment, and I think they misspelled amendment, but whatever. I hate to say it, Uh Gary, spelled with one R, not two, takes this. Uh Hollock refuses to tap. Gary bronzes Rollock's entire leg and places it on a coffee table and hangs his bong from it. Gary, is that where you're going to place your bong?
2: Uh, I don't actually own one, but... uh... (laughs) That's an odd choice. Like, that's just, just an all-in-all interesting metaphor. Like, I, the person was clearly high when they wrote that. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I wow. can speak. It's hard to one. talk about. I can I can step in here. A leg's no it. no device to hang a bong from. Maybe a wrist, a <laughs> finger, something with some smaller dexterity. But a leg's going to yeah. take up a lot of space. And as the Christmas movie taught us, you got to go upright with that shit. You know, you gotta go up and down. Thank you. Um, and then attach it to a wall above your bed so you can use it as <laughs> sexual inspiration for the rest of your life. I don't Oh again,
2: I, you know what? Never mind. I don't know if I. Can,
0: uh, I don't wanna speak I'm to at, at Gary a crossroads
2: ago. of what I'm gonna mention here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the listeners uh, are on the edge we, of their Let's seat. put
2: it this way for now until I decide if I'm I'm currently while I'm saying this gonna decide whether or not it deposits more information. Uh, It would go interestingly well with the other things that I have pinned up on my wall next to my
1: bed. Noted. (laughs) Um, UFC 200, am I right? Let's get to UFC 200. Um, The one thing I do want to say before we go to UFC 200 on this last part is there is, I mean, in any good YouTube discussion, uh, a plethora of uh, journeys that get taken on here. So we had people who were saying, like, oh, these people got paid, and then the Metamorphs fans saying, like, wow, so much hatred. Are you one of the athletes who didn't get paid? Get over it. It's not your problem. It's like, well, all right, then. Thank you. Um, but I figured we can conclude with this last one, which is, yo, Gary is looking like Lloyd Christmas in this video. Like who? Lloyd Christmas. Ring a bell? Who the hell is, who the hell is that? That would be Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the tooth definitely helps. Uh, I can totally see that.
1: <laughs> How did you um, chip the tooth, though? Because people have just seen you smile, and then you've done a lot of good photos that have highlighted it. But Well, as
2: a, as a man of Jersey, uh, at the <laughs> age of 16, I was pumping iron in the gym, as a man of Jersey is one to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was doing some tricep extensions, and I may or may not have uh, let the uh, the equipment hit me directly in the mouth and shit my tooth.
0: That sucks. Uh, I headbutted butted a so statue anyway. in Vegas once. I had it fixed. Oh, <laughs> lost a little piece of the left tooth. That statue uh. was one tough SOB.
1: <laughs> K- K- so- how did you... No, hold on. Time out. We mm. can't even go any uh-huh. How did Kevin. Yeah. How did you do that?
0: Alcohol. Okay. And combination alcohol, young male hormones. I don't think I meant to hit the statue. I meant to joke about it. <laughs> well, it was funny. Those are always that fun. Yeah, I achieved <laughs> the laugh. Don't worry. Everybody <laughs> found it to be very pleasing. And, well. uh,. Chit my tooth. It was a lion statue at the Cosmopolitan. We've since settled our differences. We made up two years ago. That's good. Well, Gary, statue. yeah, <laughs> oh. Gary, I feel like the internet
1: was being a dick. Uh, your grill looks just fine. You're fine. Oh,
2: well, it's nice you say that.
1: I just want to make oh, sure. But
2: the, anyway, the, the, when I got it fixed, uh, mm-hmm. first couple times. It lasted for like four years each time Mm. I got it fixed by my previous dentist. And then my last dentist, I hope by the grace of God somehow he ends up listening. My last dentist, (laughs) who's like friends with my mother, uh, fixed it. And it lasted like a couple months. And then the second time he fixed it, it lasted two days. No. Yeah, he's a... Terrible dentist. I'm going with that one. I, like this, but the this first shot, it's like, all right, you know, maybe he messed up. Like Maybe he was a little terrible. <laughs> so yeah, you, you see that it, it came out the first time. Maybe he wants to make up for his poor craftsmanship. You know, he's going to do a good job the second time. Second time, two days. Wow. Brutal. <laughs> so i got to find a new dentist. or I'll just leave it like this. No, I feel like it doesn't matter that much. It really
1: doesn't, especially if you're in the fight game. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is really yeah. judging teeth in the fight game? If that's the case, Jesus, what about these UK fighters?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say something. But I, was, I think I trumped it. I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, if I... The chi- first of all the chip's chasing a jiu-jitsu guy already who's just like I mean women have to know that we just make almost no money and live yeah. in a gym all day and that's what we choose to spend our time doing if they're crazy enough to do that already I guess the chip suit really doesn't uh, really doesn't hold any weight
1: or if the girl's sitting back there and going ooh I totally would but that chip tooth,
2: yeah, like that's going to be the deciding factor. Oh, uh, completely unknown stuff uh, um, in any way, shape, or form. And in no way be able to tell father a child, and or, uh, and or support me in any way financially. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, there goes that Crest endorsement deal that you had, Gary. But hey, one day. I
2: don't know. I, I mean, that's what, that's what I try to convince my sister to make sure that that's what she cares about. I'm just like, listen, like, any of these dudes can end up knocking you up. It's just like, please, <laughs> for the love of God, pick one that's like semi-successful. Like, don't, please just, you know, just ask them if they have a job. <laughs> Meanwhile, our last boyfriend had no job and just golfed all day. Was out of college, didn't get a job. Decided to just play golf every day, and that was okay with her for like two years. Until one day he came back with no shoes from uh, from a club with scratches all over his face, and uh, she finally just said, "No, he's not the one." <laughs> so I don't know why that's what it took for her to realize that. But anyway,
1: yeah. Well, don't worry. That'll be the next reality show we pitch, which is Gary annoys his sister and tries to hook her up. <laughs> Gary oh, was.
2: did you guys see what I did to her current boyfriend on Instagram?
1: Um, I saw that you were giving shit to her for not following through with uh, Uncle Hanach, but that's about oh, it. No,
2: no, no, that was the second one. She made the mistake of telling me who her current that her current boyfriend just got on Instagram. Like, oh Adam, why don't you follow him? I'll send him a message. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, I, I was just, like, oh, of course,
3: you know." And meanwhile, <laughs>
2: maniacal laughter, like Halleck goes on in my brain, and uh, I'm like, "You fool!" So anyway, uh, I immediately post a picture of her and him, and I just tell the jiu-jitsu community to defame him in every way possible, and they did a damn
0: good job. Wow! Can
2: I can I go? Would it be helpful to the podcast if I looked up on my Instagram some of the comments that were left?
0: Of course. Sure. Kevin and
2: I
1: will not. Kevin and I are going to pivot to UFC 200 as you go ahead and get that ready to go. Kev, okay. you were at a baseball game yesterday. That's you had the audacity not to watch the biggest card of all time live?
0: Yeah. Well, 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 I watched 3 of the fights live. And second, maybe if they could keep their main event off the sauce, I'd tune in live, but until that such has time. No
1: bearing. That's a dick move. You were with friends? And you made the choice to go out out with friends. (laughs) And that's fine, Kevin. You can go out with friends, but don't act like
0: John Jones doping was like you told your friends, well, I'm in. Yeah, that's true. And I would have been home by his fight anyway. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, I missed the first two fights live, and I'm sorry to the community. You should be. I feel bad about that.
1: <clears throat> well, let's talk about the, the whole feeling in uh, the entire card as well. You know, I'll cover the prelims because I was the one who fucking did their job here. Um, but first, I really want to talk with you, Kev. The cane spinning back kick. Yeah.
0: Does that make you afraid that someone that large can do that? Societally, yes. I think we should all take note when evolution happens and when someone that large can swing their goddamn large leg at head's length. Mm-hmm. Brutal Travis Brown look. That's exactly how I would have looked, by the way. I would have just found a nice turtle position and waited. <laughs> Gary, do you do the spinning back wheel kick like that? Because you're fairly
1: athletic. I think you can do most of those things, yes? Do I do
2: a spinning back wheel kick? Uh, Definitely not. Uh, I barely know how to punch people. Um, But, you know, one day, I'm sure, I tend to favor things that uh, look really cool and are not very effective. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, why not? not
1: (laughs) I feel like Gary is going to do MMA, like one of the characters you can play on an arcade game. It's okay. But I feel like Uh, Gary literally will just jump in the air, just like you would play on, like, a, you know, Double Dragon or Ninja Gaiden. Like, it won't actually be anywhere near his opponent, but it'll just flip in the air and kick, and it'll look really cool, though. I want to land the first (laughs) dropkick. Do you want to land the first dropkick? I want to land the first dropkick, yes. That's like a goal. That would be amazing. I and again, That's, Gary, when you are trading more for MMA, please make sure uh, that every single time you are punching Gordon Ryan, it is on video. Oh, a
2: hundred percent. hundred percent. He's uh an, an interesting sparring partner. We're kept away from each other most of the time. Uh actually, it's funny. I guess I guess my boxing coach kinda hates Gordon. Because most of the time when we spar, my boxing coach forces Gordon to be like Gordon's not allowed to throw any punches, and I'm allowed to throw punches. So far, I don't think me and Gordon have ever sparred where we were both allowed to throw punches. Like he's just allowed, he's just allowed on defense, and we'll do like two or three rounds like that. And that's like he must hate him. I don't know what he did that he hates him so much, but
1: that's so funny. I, I don't
2: know, man.
3: It's
1: pr- it's
2: pretty funny. The look at Gordon's face and the frustration in his eyes and the tears he's trying to hold back. <laughs> is, because, uh, it's a glorifying feeling. Uh, but speaking uh, of the uh, spitting back hitting we yes. talked about before, like, uh, when I used to spar like a complete start back in the day, uh, when Tom the Blast opened up uh, for and uh, he was just kind of like, yeah, guys, you just wait. And uh, I took that to heart. So I watched that kick off the cage, uh, the one UFC that uh did, and yep. I was like, oh, we guys do that. practice do it. that for a little bit, and then realized not much of a kicker. So uh, I <laughs> just extrapolated back to a, a punch off the cage that I would frequently attempt to do to people, and you know, polished off and come in. Um, didn't spar very often is not much smaller at the time. But then he calls me over to spar the one time. I guess he did a rest round or something. And uh, he backs me up near the wall and uh, I decide to deliver a savage right cross <laughs> off the wall.
0: <laughs> this is and great.
2: It did not end well. Uh, he actually <clears throat> dropped me in the frame, in the the overflowing.
0: Oh
2: uh, no. against the wall. <laughs> after I hit him in space with that cross, So I did land it. It did work. But immediately afterwards, he threw a couple punches until I was back at the wall, threw a flying knee to my solar plexus, and I just slid down the wall like something that just got thrown into the wall and just slowly fell. Uh, yeah, something like that. It was... And I just, the whole time, just making a noise, like... Like, you know, when you're crying, but no words come out, you're just like, aah, aah,
3: aah. yeah,
2: like, like, it's not a real, it's like, it's like an inaudible noise that only dogs can hear. That's what came out as I slid down the wall, uh, in for the repercussion of the, uh, jumping right cross. So yeah,
1: that's been throwing it since you did that.
2: Have I tried throwing that? Put- no, I haven't been boxing anywhere near walls or cages. They're just in rings for now. Uh, and also, I think my boxing coach would probably stab me if I did that. Hmm. Uh, mostly because I, yeah, no, he he definitely doesn't would appreciate that for sure.
3: For sure.
1: Fair
2: enough. I a lot for stupid things.
1: Well, I'm glad that so you uh, you won't be taking the Kane Velasquez uh, challenge because. All I know is that looked very surprising. Later on in the telecast, uh, Daniel Cormier was on uh, the microphone and said, he's like, yeah, I get caught with that very often. Like he throws that and he's been adding that to his repertoire. So uh, kudos to Kane for showing us a little something new. It looked like he had a little fire
0: in him. He, yeah. He's good. He looks, he looks set again. He looks ready. Yeah. Title contender. Uh, possibly but i think it's going to come more into
1: play just in a few minutes when we get around to talking about somebody else who had a nice performance that night but let's take a moment to talk about the sadness that was frankie edgar and coming up a little bit short against jose aldo despite a fairly good performance i think by most other people's accounts i'm
0: what's the homer in you say about this gary how do you yeah. feel when you watch Frankie fight? Because it's always, I, I think he currently wins most fights for, yeah, I think Frankie could have won that fight category.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I mean, I think it was a pretty decisive loss for sure. Yeah. But what uh, you, were you asking specifically about it?
0: Well, I'm just... Uh,
2: just, uh, just like, how do I feel watching one that was like not... A toss-up or a definite win?
0: Yeah, especially with Frankie because he's always close and he still no. doesn't get knocked out here. He loses the fight but doesn't get knocked out. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he's like I said, like I tried to mention to you before, and then you made fun of me uh, <laughs> last podcast that, <laughs> that was I think me. he's just one of the most underrated fighters in the UFC. Like for the same reasons that you said, it's like all the time he's just you know so close, and then they you know I feel like they they they're holding something against him uh, every single time. Uh, if you listen to like when he first fought BJ Penn, it's like completely one sided. It's like obvious that that he's kicking BJ's ass, and then do you, and not only that, he gets the first takedown against BJ in like a decade. And don't even mention it; it's not even in the highlights. Joe Rogan doesn't even care. He's just like, yeah, I mean, look at that, look at that counter punching by BJ. He landed one jab after Frankie landed fifteen well, punches. So us
1: take beautiful. a moment. Frankie's had it, a it lot beautiful. of great moments. Like Frankie is a great fighter. However, yeah. in that fight with BJ and Frankie, I didn't need to see BJ do it because BJ was so past his prime that when BJ oh, you're was you're like, talking
2: about the last one. Yes. Yeah, well, that's completely different than the one I was talking about. I'm talking about like the very first time you fought BJ.
1: I understand. But I what I'm saying is this. I think that there was a mystique to BJ Penn that was like, oh man, he's the most insane ever and oh wait, he's just kind of lying on his back. Yeah, I should punch him now. Okay. And like once they clicked in for people, it was just like it was so sad to watch that trajectory of BJ because BJ is a legend and he's quite good. And he really did put jujitsu on a map for us uh, nicely. But especially in the, the second fight, it was just like, what the fuck are we watching? Jesus Christ. So maybe that's the reason why I think it's better left alone that they don't make those mentions. Frankie has so many other highlight moments just for the mere fact of this. It's like you're watching him but you're not disappointed in what he's doing. He's just getting outpointed. He's just not winning sure. the rounds. You know, and that's the hardest part I think for you as a training partner potentially to watch because you're rooting for him and you know mm-hmm. he's good still, but it's not like he's just being decimated like you oh man, he's yeah. in the worst place ever. It's just like shit, he's just not winning.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's 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 definitely hard to watch you know and i don't it's hard for me to really criticize anything cuz i i don't really i'm not involved enough in the mma yet to really say too much about you know where i think he could have done better or anything like that. It's, but it's exactly like you said i mean you know it's close but no cigar sort of sort of situations you know so
1: so again stuff. but i mean it sucks yeah, but he's still an amazing fighter so i don't think anybody yeah. uh you know would hold it against him but somebody might hold something against jose aldo kev who would that be conor mcgregor what perhaps? was he doing that whole time during that fight
0: posing for a photo op i'm yeah. convinced Absolutely. the whole thing was staged he gave the photo guy 100 bucks and was like get me looking mean that was
1: did, it did is that the conor impression you have yeah. <laughs> let me should i do i need to dust it off gary do you want to hear the conor mcgregor impression
2: oh do you have one
1: yeah i have a shitty one it works We've, uh, we brought it up, we've dusted it off, but I feel you're a guest, so we'll,
0: we'll, we'll oblige. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Let's Set yeah. me up, would you please? It.
0: Uh, current staring champion, no longer 145 pound jam, Conor McGre- McGregor, what were you staring at during that fight? Kevin, I don't give a
1: fuck about your money, or are you telling that guy that I was doing it, but I'll tell you one thing, Jose Aldo.
0: Yeah? Is that it?
1: That's all you paid me to say. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Wow. Former 145-pound champ, Conor McGregor. Here's the
1: thing that you need to know about Conor McGregor. He just literally is crazy. And that photo that we're talking about is him standing just directly up, looking at Jose Aldo directly, as if to send some sort of weird message of, hey, buddy, I'm looking at you, and I'm going to murder you the next time again. And to intimidate him while he's in his fight with Frankie Edgar. However, what it really looks like is it really looks like Conor McGregor is a vampire. (laughs) If you look at that photo. And, uh, I mean, it was the highlight. Like, here you have a match of two people who are very talented that gets totally sidetracked by anybody's discussion of it by Conor McGregor standing up and somebody getting a photo of it. (laughs) That's incredible. Uh, Gary... Are you excited to see a rematch between Connor and Jose Aldo?
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> not particularly.
3: Okay. Okay. And uh, why? Because I, kind of, I have
1: questions. Ahead. I have questions based off of why you're not excited.
2: Okay. Well, uh, I'd say I'm not particularly excited because, well, uh, It's a plus and minus game, Um, you know. uh, A a past arch nemesis of mine has currently been uh, involved in his training camp, so uh, Uh for jujitsu. A a Dylan Dennis, and
0: uh, past. Hold on, let me check that. Interesting. What's that? He was a past adversary arch, arch oh, nemesis, arch nemesis. Adversary? okay yeah. okay i
2: suppose arch nemesis might not be the right word nemesis i was about to say i
0: was like yeah, I I did think, he I really reach arch levels nemesis. it's like did you guys keep it a secret because he's still yeah kind arch, of emerging. Too arch okay. is too much arch is too much you had to break yeah. free yeah i know it's more like uh
1: yeah, no there's there's more okay
2: for sure is it because All
0: he's the best grappler in new york
2: is it because he's the best grappler in New York? Are you uh, saying that like a statement? Or I, I are you was saying just that like to, a question?
0: I was mostly just trying to rattle you. I don't even know why. Yeah, well, it worked.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I say pass because I beat him. But, uh, yeah, I, I, but any, anyway, interesting because, uh, you know, he's been training with him. So uh, it makes it an interesting fight for me uh, to see. Because, I mean, in my head, I mean, I'm sure Jose Aldo just wants to beat the shit out of Connor, but if he was smart, he'd probably try to use jiu-jitsu because, uh, I mean, he's not 100% terrible at jiu-jitsu either. So uh, if he was smart, he'd probably try to take Connor down and see what happens there. Um, so that would be interesting to see uh, if uh, my friend Dylan had made any progress. So it could make it interesting. I might be excited to see that fight. Uh, but if it stayed on the seat, I wouldn't be that excited because I'm
1: pretty confident Connor would beat him. Kev, 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 are you hearing what I'm hearing here? Real analysis? Uh, yeah, real analysis from Gary, which is scary. Uh, but but yeah, I got terrified. Sorry, sorry, sorry,
2: guys. Sorry. It's yeah, okay. My bad. Uh, I'm the sure thing I'm hearing,
1: though, up. is, Gary, are you possibly putting out an invitation to Jose Aldo to come train with you so that you could beat your <laughs> ooh, MSI? At uh, his I wasn't. I, I that's wasn't. exactly what I heard. I mean, that's the soundbite we're going to cut this to
0: sound like. That's all the internet's <laughs> gonna here. Yep. Sorry.
1: Yeah,
2: I wasn't. I I doubt that that would ever happen since, uh, you know, we're kind of part of Frankie's camp. But. Um, Bad. That would be. You guys are fine
1: either. now. Everybody but That would be cool as
2: hell, home. though. I would love to. That would be an awesome experiment if we could take. I, I would love to do this, I, you know, so long as it doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, cross any boundaries or conflict with teams or anything like that. I would love to do an experiment where instead of me competing against, you know, one of, uh, you know, one of my adversaries, we both decided to coach for like six months a particular fighter that needed help in jiu-jitsu. Oh, my see God. And could do a better job at doing
1: it's the Jiu-Jitsu Ultimate
0: Fighter. I'm in. I'd watch the shit out of that show. Yeah. Gary, we call dibs. We produce it. That's it. Gary versus Keenan <laughs> or Gary... I don't fucking care. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I
3: let's think just, it would be fun.
0: Let's just make sure it's someone that can compete with Gary personality-wise also. Because <laughs> we can't have him and like Yuri on the other side being like, <laughs> I'll do it. It's like, no, we need some juice here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, we definitely need some fights to break out or something.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Somebody with at least like a halfway decent your mama joke. You
0: know? Mm. It's
1: okay. Gary, I'll take care of all that in post. I'll just write all of your insults to each other. So it won't be a huge problem. It's not a bad idea. Uh,
2: Are you trying to to say that I couldn't come up with my own? Is that what you're trying to say, Rob?
1: No, although I guess that's not a bad point since you're bringing it up yourself out of your own conviction. (laughs) uh, no, I'm talking about more of the pattern. You know, as somebody who works in entertainment, Gary, um, see, reality TV is written mostly. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. But yeah. the best lines that you hear on there are written by idiots like me. So, you yeah. know, just don't worry about
2: I'm it. i because, like, this lullaby that I'm writing for Alec, I, I'm going to run it by some of my comedian friends. Please do. Um, but I don't consider you to be one of those. Not because you're not my friend. It's the comedian part that... <laughs> I struggle
1: with. That's fine. Gary, that would mean something (laughs) coming from just about anybody else, but it means absolutely zero coming from you. It's like (laughs) me telling you, yeah, Gary, your heel looks okay, I guess. And you're like, I'm sorry. What ref? (laughs) Anyway, let's go to our next fight, which was the Anderson Silva versus Daniel Cormier. nap (laughs) hour.
0: Uh, do you guys think Cormier took it easy on him I was I thought I was impressed by Silva but I just saw a lot of people immediately influencing my opinion after they were like oh it looked like Cormier wasn't trying to bust him up and it's like I don't know if that's his game but I was genuinely impressed Silva survived that was my hot take Gary uh
2: I haven't watched Cormier fight as much as I would like you to be able to make an assessment but uh, I just think that like his grapple boxing, like his ability to do damage while on the ground appeared to be lacking, you know, whether it was intentional or not. Uh, like somebody like Kane Velasquez knows how to do damage after he takes somebody down, uh, which is an ability that not all fighters have. Some, you know, for instance, like a Damien Maya, you know, dangerous submissions and uh, excellent control, but a lot of people believe his fights are boring and they're unimpressed and things because he's unable to do actual damage unless he gets to a submission or something like that you know that's the that's that shitty thing about submissions you know you just if it's not 100 percent there you don't do any real damage you know yeah. so um I, I that's that's kind of the impression that i got from it as to it. I, I don't know i don't know if it was intentional or not because i haven't seen his other fights like i don't know what his abilities are on the ground i only really saw him versus like john jones the first time so he
1: is quite an intense grappler so and that is all wrestling for him um like his submissions that he's gotten off have been kind of uh okay that's cool uh that person's not exactly a submission expert so it's not like anything that you've ever been truly astounded by but his wrestling is so world-class it is so good and so i think Mm -hmm. what kevin's alluding to is the fact that we didn't see necessarily world-class wrestling we saw Uh, take down here and there that worked pretty easy and then just kind of a smothering and i think that's where people got a little bit angry at dc because and answer kevin's question i think he was taking it easy on him but only for his own benefit because he knew if he gave anderson silva a chance to remotely get up he would have the ability to potentially just get you know one punch knocked out so I think he was mostly assuring the fact that Anderson couldn't be up and do what he does best. So he was fine mm-hmm. just taking Anderson in that whole grappling sort of sense. And I have to give Anderson credit because he was trying to make the space. He was trying to get out of there, and he was, you know, he seemed comfortable in his guard. But the What's only he? difference is, yeah, I don't Gary, let's put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving him this much credit because all I could think about was, all right, that sounds good alright, jiu is supposed to help you with the big man. But did they say that big man's Daniel Cormier because uh, it's, a, it's a big rock to move that doesn't really want to go anywhere and really just is content just staying on top of you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. definitely probably not easy to move him, uh, but Anderson Silva seems to be employing a strategy uh, that we at our academy refer to as a Michi Guard, mm. uh, which was to hold as uh, a the whole fact story behind that but uh, which is to hold his uh, opponent in a lockdown position but not try to make any use out of the actual move just hold the person's leg
1: I agree with you Uh, they don't because
2: if you uh, would say that he's trying to get up that is probably the least beneficial thing you could possibly do to try to get up
1: sure Sure. to lock yourself
2: lock quote unquote lock yourself down (laughs) into a position well,
1: I understand exactly what you were saying, and I know that every person from the 10th planet system who was watching that fight was throwing things at their TV. They were excited by the lockdown, but then they were yelling for electric chair 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's not really what I'm
2: suggesting, but. <laughs> that's fine. But what I'm saying I was is. was <laughs> suggesting maybe like conventionally sweep him with that or try. Oh, that was In like happen. an inside position and elevate him or something. I, I mean. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, rip the guy's testicles in half every time you get to that position. But Gary, here's the thing.
1: I think that Anderson was at least trying to make the effort to move him. I just don't know how well versed he is at electric chair. He was good enough to go like this thing, whatever it is. It's keeping him here. So maybe he's done the lockdown a little bit. But then afterwards, he's like, and I'm stuck. So Uh we're just going to stay here for a while. So this works.
0: This is good.
1: that, That was part him. But on the same point, you had DC who's like, and here's my shoulder, and we're good. And we're just going to stay here, because I don't want you punching me with the stuff. Kev, can I ask you this? Yes. Have you ever seen anybody celebrate more
0: of their losses in MMA than Anderson Silva? He actually is someone that I think does a great job, because it's really hard to tell if he won or lost the fight after.
2: I saw that. I saw him do that. And I thought, like, he flashed knockout. you see? Like, I looked away for a second. All of a sudden, I see an image of him celebrating. I'm like, no way. i was like, how did it happen? I swear to God, I thought, like, you lost it. And I had to watch it. I was like, oh, no, he's just being an idiot i (laughs) i actually
0: think this is kind of a problem he was used to winning so frequently when the fight (laughs) was over that he just it's learned behavior he throws his hands up he's like there's another one right his teammates are like no i also explained to the much shock i said right as he was doing his post-fight it was like oh by the way he speaks english they were like what do you mean it was like he speaks pretty good English, and then he did rap. He spoke perfect English in the last. Thing. He's like, "Oh, I just want to say thank you to everybody for all the support. It's been great." Yeah, and-
2: yeah, yeah. that's always been incredible to us. It's always been a wonder as to why he ever uses a translator because he understands and speaks English like <laughs> better than some people that actually speak English as a first
0: language.
2: And Me I- living in Monroe <laughs> Township, New Jersey, I know that.
0: Yeah, for better than most, <laughs> and I don't mind him speaking Portuguese. But what is the translator for? Just say uh, oh, Portuguese dude,
2: guys, then... guys, 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 guys. This mm. is totally important. Okay, uh, jiu-jitsu relevant, not MMA relevant. All Have right. you guys seen a video somebody put together with uh, Mackenzie Dern speaking yes. at age 16 and then speaking, like, now? Yep. No. It's incredible. What is G- that?
1: Gary, tell us what happens in that video.
2: Okay, so cut to Mackenzie Dern at age 16 I'm assuming in her father's academy or somebody else. It doesn't matter. She's speaking what appears to be perfect English with no accent whatsoever. Nah, no, not even cl- like nothing that would make you believe that she's anything but like a white girl from California. Okay. Uh, but from anybody who didn't know her name, you would just assume she's any average 16 year old girl uh, in America. <laughs> and then cut to. Her, at like age, in her early 20s, I don't know, maybe 23, 22, whatever the case may be, and she's speaking not only English with a Portuguese accent, which I could kind of understand, because sometimes when I'm around a group of people, you know, obviously That's she good. was with, uh, what's his name, for a while, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of take on some of their mannerisms and expressions and think, okay, I'll, I'll give you the accent, fine. But it was broken. It was broken English with a Portuguese accent. Like I get the accent, but really, it's bro- like broken, broken English with a Portuguese accent. Like what's happening right now? You used to speak perfectly.
1: Okay, but how many <laughs> Brazilians is she hanging around? <laughs> uh, I mean, just being Nothing honest. I mean,
2: are English? Knows
3: how to speak perfect English. It doesn't. You
1: don't just lose that. I don't know, Gary. Formative Sometimes abuse. when I hang around you too much, I don't know how to say words anymore. I literally, <laughs> just in talking to you, my vocabulary goes down. Like we finished interviews, and I've definitely been like, hey don't call me Jersey trash. And I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> Why am I so competitive? Yeah. It's just like it when I h- hang around,
2: to much, I just start rhyming everything.
1: Yeah. It's, it's exactly like Gary. This is an important thing to note because you do know she's doing commentary for Metamoris, Correct? No way.
0: Uh, oh, how do you not know that? Yes. They I announced today that. and it was like, Oh, other people <laughs> that aren't fighting that will be working Metamoris. Awesome. This is great. Yeah. She's Gary, calling seven. You would know these I, things
1: if you I, follow I, I, Metamorris on uh, any of your social media, which I just assume so, you do.
0: Despite fighting, so
1: were
2: tricks. they like, so like, okay. So there's a couple of things that come into question when you just tell me that if you're actually telling me the truth, and you're not just bullshit. Okay, the first is how the hell would they get her to do that? Just period. Uh, like, I'm sure. Like, I don't think she's ever done any commentary jobs before. Like, why would that even be appealing to her? Number two. Isn't Howard Gracie the dude who said that women's jujitsu is a joke, like publicly? And then, when asked about it again, when when he tried to defend himself, he said that he started the women's only or the women's support women's jujitsu movement. Like he's like he's like, yeah, well, guys, honestly, if it wasn't for me, nobody would even be talking about this issue. You know. So really, I'm the guy to thank for the women's jujitsu movement. So, like, isn't that the guy that did that? Like, how as a. And and now he. It, it isn't even, even more demeaning that like he didn't ask you to, to be a part of the event. He was just like, yeah, can you do some of the commentary? We really need somebody to kind of talk a lot. And I hear that women really like like to talk people's ear off. So, you, know, maybe, you Gary, know what you're
0: doing? You're yeah. asking questions. And yeah. you're thinking about a decision before you make it. And here's the there thing Kev,
1: again. Gary is getting so on the negative. Let's really look at the positive of this. <laughs> of this, okay? Like, positive number one. They could have asked her to make the food and be in the kitchen, but they didn't. So, <laughs> it's a positive. They, they've they wow. shown some progress. Wow. They have not said anything demeaning. And you know what, Gary? They didn't offer a single women's match on this card. But... I'm <laughs> but... they invited one to talk on the mat. Because... uh, Oops. And she is one of the four women who have been on a Meta Morris mat, so. That's true. Those uh, are, and I those don't want to complain.
2: Not that I don't want Mackenzie Dern involved. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure the jiu-jitsu community will love that, uh, as I am a part of it. But, uh, yeah, it's just. Still a little mind-boggling.
1: Well, let's say this. She's a beloved member of the jiu-jitsu community, so yes. having her do the commentary is an interesting choice. I've never heard her do commentary. Um, it does put her more in the realm for us to kind of say, like, well, now, you know, I don't really say much about her toeholds in terms of criticism, <laughs> but I may have a few things to say on commentary. I wish her well. She's one of the nicest people we know. Uh, she
2: commentates exactly like AJ.
1: I hope not.
2: I hope it's exactly like that, but with broken English or the Portuguese
1: accent. Needs to be quieter, probably. Probably. But, I mean, Gary, I'm glad we were able to break that news to you. But, yes, we wish uh, Mackenzie well. I wonder who she'll be be commentating with. I wonder if it'll be Jeff Glover. But, yes, if I were you, Gary, I would 100% say that's in response to them saying they don't involve women. So – I don't know. Yeah. It just sucks that they didn't find another space on the card that didn't exist until about a week ago. So, you know, have they learned? I don't know. Obviously,
0: they have. They've really
1: Whatever. Maybe they have some prelims that we don't know about.
0: Who knows, Gary? Yeah,
2: maybe she'll be a secret match, you know? <laughs> Along yeah. with the secret match that's going to be me and Prime Gracie.
0: Yeah, and well, Jeff Glover. <laughs> All three of you, he's just gonna throw you in there and turn a hose on you and be like, I guess first one (laughs) one to die loses. Right, go! (laughs) Wow, yeah, it's good television. I know know we joked about it like your chances if you're wet. (laughs) Yep,
2: all right, there wet t shirts involved. Sorry, wrong text. Um.
0: (laughs) They're absolutely (laughs) rash guards. This is where the conversation pivots back to Anderson Silva. I'll say this. Really? Yeah, I was like, aren't we past that, too? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's go back. This is the reason
1: why I bring this up, because this seemed to bring up a couple things, Kev. So now you've got Daniel Cormier. Where does he go next? Um, I saw one text from Anderson. I'm sorry, not Anderson. uh, Alexander Gustafsson, who was like, shame they didn't want me to do it. I would have given a more competitive fight. So what happens to DC next? He probably loses to Gustafsson, right? Uh, apparently now they're looking at I think he was saying he'll take the winner of uh, Rumble Johnson and whoever he's fighting it's escaping me at the moment but, yeah, I the say that
2: personally that he spirals into his own drug using binge because he's so depressed about the fact <laughs> that he couldn't have a fight with John Jones because he seemed really broken up about it so uh, he really I'm going to go ahead and guess he's going to get popped for cocaine metabolites the next time he fights <laughs>
0: That's, real
3: predict-
1: that's my prediction.
0: That would be one hell of a but... thirty for thirty in a few <laughs> years if Cormier ends up on the road. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Gary is essentially
1: that's where it all
2: went wrong. That's what he has to tell his kids.
0: The two like not that he head screwed head 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 anything head head up, that
2: John off. Jones
1: ruined it. Scenario with John Jones and Daniel Cormier, where he's like, to understand him, I must
0: be him
2: yes yes that's even better that's
0: even better and all he yep. had to do was start doing a lot of cocaine everything else fell immediately into place yeah, that's uh, perfect. yeah. so anyway anderson silva continues to
1: celebrate his win afterwards oh, wait, it's kind of awkward an,
2: should we do an over-under on like or not over-under i guess like should we do bets on like what did they release what john got caught with or no
1: no they have not and you know what's interesting about that they said that the b sample so we had an a sample and and just to fill you guys in if you were listening to last week's show on over under we definitely did predict who would win between john jones and daniel cormier and then we gave kevin and uh gary the opportunity to say who they thought would win but i told them i'm like you don't need to pick because we have enough where if you pick you might get tied you have a possibility to get tied Mm -hmm. but if you don't pick it's an odd number, so somebody has to win. And both of them picked. I was like, I can't believe you don't take the clue I'm giving you, which is if you just leave things alone. And both of them wanted to pick, and they both picked Daniel Cormier, which means they had very little faith in Anderson Silva, and they were right to. So congratulations to
0: both of you Despite for getting Despite his, right his victory dance yeah. at the yes. end. DC
2: is, is the work is a nightmare opponent tour. Uh, Anderson Silva. That's the kind of person that he would have you'd have the most trouble with. I mean, yeah, you know, and that's like essentially it's like what Weidman was for him. You know, it's yeah. like Weidman all over again.
0: Yeah, it's like Weidman with twenty pounds more. <laughs> yeah, and a, a yeah. good cut. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think Weidman's more dangerous than yeah. DC. <laughs> but
1: so now that
0: we've yeah. talked about this, let's get to the
1: one that really seemed to matter to the UFC. Because they were like, it's not going to be Misha Tate. We'll put her there, but we really care about how this Brock Lesnar thing goes. And this was, I think, the crescendo of me saying, well, this card ended up being underwhelming. Because the biggest factor this had going on was, how is Brock Lesnar going to do? And then if you're just thinking it out, you're realizing, oh, I guess he's going to use his wrestling to try and take Mark Hunt down. And that was about it. So we found out, yeah, he could take a couple knocks.
0: But, Kev, were you impressed by this performance? Well, I'll tell you whose jiu-jitsu really deserves a uh, gold star. And that's Mark <laughs> Hunts. That guy really, he knows how to leverage his legs so that they stay flat and his shoulders stay flat, and there's no chance he'll move away from that position. I think that was the MVP of this particular fight. Gary, as somebody
1: who's arguably better at jiu-jitsu than Kevin, what do you have to say in response to that?
3: Arguably?
2: I don't know. I'm not so sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know what? It was, it was for me because I remember, I'm pretty sure I predicted Mark Hunt Twin yes? yes? Yes. Yeah, on two accounts. Now that i told <laughs> you guys that I actually placed a bet on it as well, unfortunately. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I kind of forget every time we talk about Brock Lesnar that like, he actually had some sort of wrestling at some yeah.
0: point. Yeah, I did too.
2: Every time we talk about him, so I was just like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, of course he does just do the clown show thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, I, and then like after the first kickdown, I was like, oh, that's right. I remember watching an NCAA wrestling match where this giant guy took people down for a living. That's that was his job every day for. You know, years. Oh yeah, never mind. And not to mention that Mark Hunt constantly talks about you know how he doesn't respect grappling. So
3: yeah,
2: um, <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. I uh, don't know how. This is this just goes to show my inexperience with uh, MMA.
0: Mark Hunt never has to say another word about his apathy towards grappling. We saw it. We all witnessed it front display because it was like, is he gonna move? No. No, nope, all set. That's it. I thought
2: the fight was over. at one point where he was wasn't moving for a while, and then all of a sudden, this explosive tripod came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> just got back up. I was like, dude, you didn't think about doing that? Like, I don't know, a couple minutes ago, or
0: no, didn't didn't cross his mind. Gare. thanks
1: for asking. I, I nope. can say this though, in Mark Hunt's defense, which is very simple. He, at least of the fighters I've seen seemed to be the person who could actually understand where the power meter was if he was a video game character because <laughs> there were certain moments where he's like, oh, I've taken too much damage. I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> gotta move. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing that's interesting about Rock, uh, That Like, it's so random. Like, he doesn't, there's positions where, like, he literally just pushes his elbow on the person's face and it looks ridiculous. It's like he's slapping them in the face with his elbow, like not actually causing any damage whatsoever. And then Mm -hmm. there's other positions where you're like, holy shit, there's a concrete cinder block coming from the sky, smashing (laughs) into that dude's face. It is causing serious damage. But like, if you go back and look at... just go on and off. It's like sometimes he remembers how to punch people in the face on the ground, and other times he's just like, yeah, let me smack this guy around a little
1: bit. But Gary, go back and look at Brock Lesnar's knockouts... The bulk of them are him jumping on people like a cat and pawing at them. And that's exactly what we saw where he was just like, oh, yeah, am I supposed to paw at him? Okay. Now, granted, he's a big human being. So that paw coming at me is probably a problem. But if you're Mark Hunt and you have a head that's essentially brick for the most part, it's not exactly making the world's most damage. So anyway, I want to bring something up, Kevin. I want to get your response because they brought this up a little bit later i think it was michael bisping of all people who knows a thing or two about being booed i think he was talking about the fact that daniel cormier lay and prayed on basically anderson silva for a fight boo brock lesnar gets on top of
0: mark hunt and they go "Mm, yay okay i guess okay yeah well and they shouldn't have booed like which what is it with that i think Corvier, it's like he just took this fight. His dreams and his heart is crushed. He shed some tears. Also, He's emotionally unavailable. His
1: pay cut happened. That was a very real thing. He made less money. He was standing to make, I think, a million dollars for this fight against John Jones. But once John Jones was out of the equation, he was down to $500,000. Well,
0: really? Sucks. That sucks.
2: <laughs> Bro, that's insane. Yep.
0: That's crushing.
2: That's so screwed up, man. They forced the guy to take a, la- a last minute fight and they take on him at the same time. Wow, what a big middle finger.
1: And that's before we know of any of the cuts. There's a story that basically said that around Christmas, or not even Christmas, uh, you know, Daniel Cormier was saying like, yo, Brock, UFC 200, looking pretty good, right? We could use those pay-per-view buys, which leads me to believe that Daniel Cormier probably has a percentage of it. So there was a joke that was going around that basically had Daniel Cormier saying once Brock Lesnar came on, it felt like Christmas to him because he's going to make more money off of this thing. And then lo and behold,
0: uh, drugs. Yep. <laughs> John he Jones going to John Jones. What can you say? But frankly, I was yeah. just, I was impressed. Lesnar was in shape. I thought there was a real shot. Mark Hunt knocked him out three minutes in. And then like Gary said, I was like, Oh fuck. It's right. He was a college wrestler. <laughs> okay, he's got pedigree, and then turns out he did. I was impressed. He looked in shape. You
1: did. Does he look like he's going to come back, Gary? You think he's... Because he's got to do SummerSlam, and he's got a heavy opponent in Randy Orton.
2: Did they withhold steroid testing again? Like, did they make
3: him not do a steroid test?
1: It depends on who you're asking, because apparently, uh, since he was retired, he people were saying that he didn't get drug tested at all, but he did, apparently... Uh, it just depends on who you ask. I would love to hear that question. Well, from I mean, if
2: he got drug tested the night of, only an idiot would fail that drug test. But uh, <laughs> we're talking about like a rando drug test leading up to the event.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because he was only announced I'm pretty sure month,
2: somebody and told me think. that he was exempt from that.
1: He so, was kind of exempt, except there are reports <laughs> that say he's been drug tested four times since. But when did those four times happen? Like, yeah. Okay.
0: Probably all post announcement. If I had a hunch, Uh,
2: I'm going to go with he was. (laughs) I'm going to go with he wasn't drug tested at all. If if he was, it was just the night of the event, and that was it. Which only a complete idiot would fail.
0: Well, we can personally say that they're not doing this just to keep the fight going because they lost Jones. (laughs) (laughs) So they're obviously not in the business of making it work. Mm -hmm, I mean, it was even funnier when you realized that
1: Anderson Silva, yeah, he was going to get drug tested. Because the people were saying, they're like, well, he passed his physicals. A physical isn't a drug test, children. So it's it's not quite the same. Uh, But when they said that... He might still fail a drug test. I think there's still a good chance of that. But that's what I was expecting. And we put out a meme, and we had a number of people have some interesting responses to that one as well. Uh, People were like, what, he got popped for a boner pill, and how dare you guys didn't.
0: that was his excuse. Exactly. It's normal. It's like all the NBA Gary, players just that took no, Adderall. No, my
2: friend, he gave me some bad <laughs> Viagra that was also spiked with massive amounts of
1: testosterone. <laughs> and I took that pill for months. Let's put it this way. Uh, Gary, just to give him. you the, the type of folk that we got on our Instagram, because we put up a post and it basically said, uh, you know, when you realize... That USADA won't be able to get Anderson Silva's pre-fight drug tests done in time before UFC 200. It did fairly well for us, and it prompted a bunch of people who do not follow us to leave their thoughts. One of which was, "Do you know that testosterone helps the healing process of injuries? Silva broke his leg in the right, in the middle, at the age of 39. Do you think it's possible to get back to fight after one year?" So dumb fucking post, your mother should be ashamed of your hoe ass.
2: Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, weren't you insinuating he was using steroids? So isn't this guy kind of agreeing with you, but he's like too retarded to realize it?
1: I think he's struggling to figure out what his point is. And Yeah, uh,
2: it sounds kind of conflicted. Like, he's calling you an idiot for assuming that he's on... He's basically giving a reason why he would be on steroids and then telling you guys that you're stupid for suggesting he's on steroids. I'm kind of
3: confused.
1: Yeah. Um, although, there's another person that said same thing is happening with Lesnar. You know he's juiced to the gills, yet no testing for him.
0: Yeah. he uh, have gills? Because he should use that as an exemption. I would hope so. I think it helps him breathe underwater. I, mean, I don't know what that seen, helps here. Have
2: you seen the lat muscles? I'm pretty sure.
0: Those are gills. Uh,
1: however, there was a Brock fan who basically said Brock has been tested countless times. The only thing he was exempt from was the testing when he came back from retirement, which is four straight months prior to fighting. How about we nice. read a little before jumping it's not into hard, conclusions?
2: It's, it's not a difficult thing. Look at him when he was in. Okay, look at any picture of any human being when they were in college, and then look at them ten years later. And then do the same thing for Brock Lesnar. And then you draw your conclusions.
1: Someone on my Instagram told me you're wrong. Therefore, Hmm. I think you are wrong based off of this criteria, Gary. That's fair.
0: The internet does not lie. I think you know that to be true. Will we see Brock Lesnar again in the UFC?
2: I mean, I kind of assume so. It looks good. Take one, one fight. Yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of weird.
0: They've been um, looking for an opponent for uh, the girl cyborg. You know, why not Lesnar? Oh, cool, nice. Get a little cross promo yeah. in there.
2: Possible. Possible. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I think you'll see him in the future. It'll be Real. interesting, I suppose.
0: Would you help Mark Hunt's grappling?
2: Would I help Mark Hunt's grappling? Um,
0: yeah, this, I guess. This is me I don't pleading think it's with a you. Fair. What's that? This is me pleading with you. Call Mark Hunt. Tell him he needs <laughs> two months. It's an emergency.
2: Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think he would listen to anything that I said at all, um, <laughs> or work with me, or any other grappling coach for that matter. But yeah, sure.
0: That'd be amazing. Uh, I might make the call for it. Just like trust me, Mark. This is going to be helpful. I'm looking forward. Junior Dos Santos didn't waste any time. He called Lesnar out immediately. I'd watch that fight. But I'll watch giants fight each other at any point. Like anybody yeah. over
2: people are always so surprised. Even John was telling me, like, I don't understand why that guy draws so many pay per view buys. Like who wants to see that, you know, WWE guy, you know, fighting a knocking it seems kinda of dumb. Like there's way better, you know, guys out there. And I'm like, John, it's the same reason that people used to watch midgets fight before it was illegal. Uh, he's a giant human being uh, that's not what people are used to seeing every day um, and he's going to be throwing his giant fist at another giant human being oh, of course they want to see him fight
0: and uh, Danaher didn't get that <laughs> what's uh...
2: ironically jo- Danaher did I think he did that once I explained it via midget fighting he understood because he told me about uh, something that they used to do in New Zealand or maybe Australia. Uh, immediately after I raised that point, uh, apparently it used to be a thing where they had something referred to as midget tossing.
0: Yes, that's where, where
2: a group of midgets was selected, and they had a bunch of giants, and they would go in and select their chosen midget to toss, whichever one <sighs> they thought they could throw the farthest, yeah. and hammer throw them as far as they possibly could. The farthest throwing being the victor, it, and uh, yeah, I was uh, I was impressed by that. That uh, that cultural tidbit It tells me a lot about the kind of uh, <laughs> world that John grew up in.
0: I was going to say, is this what watching a fight with John Danaher is like? Because it sounds hauntingly terrifying. Did he yeah Did he take time to write a Facebook post midway through to talk about his strategy, or did he, was he going to let that one slide for a few?
2: His tossing strategy. Just I don't general. know if we'll ever see that. I really, w- I hope he does like one of these days. Do some more trolling on the internet because right now it. it's all been serious. I hope that he just does that when he answers his messages. Like somebody sends him like a serious question about half guard, <laughs> and uh, then he just breaks into you know some tossing monologue, uh, and then the person's like, "Thanks, I guess."
0: And then he hits us back with, "It worked for Gary Tonin." And he's a world champion, <laughs> so you should try it. Uh, <laughs> and I also think he should auction off who gets to watch the fight with him. Because I think you get a lot of people that are like, I'll watch the fight with John Danaher. I mean, Gary, what it was the funnier
1: thing?
2: Rios' than- recent quote was, uh, he was, we were talking about doing seminars and like uh, you know uh, training with the students at seminars. And he's like, yeah, honestly... It's like kind of a terrible idea, especially for liability reasons, because chances are you're going to have to break somebody. And he's like, he just goes, "It's it's hard to capture." But he's like, just he's like, the things I did in the '90s, whew, and just like wipes his brow. <laughs> 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 he's like, he's like, I could really yeah, undo for the, for that. He didn't say that, but yeah, basically that's what he's insinuating. Like, yeah, that there was just some atrocities performed at John Denner's seminars. Yeah. If there's anybody out there listening to this, by chance. That happened to be at a oh. 90s Don Dannerher seminar where he just like brutally broke somebody or threw somebody through a window, like he's one to do. Uh, Please, for the love of God, uh, come out and make a statement about it. I would just, I really want to hear that story. That would just be incredible.
0: You Kids. owe it to the community. Kids,
1: ask your coaches.
0: <laughs> ask everybody. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. get, we can find somebody. They're going to remember that. I'm glad that's the
1: case because uh, I think one of the funnier posts that John did put up was his response to Kylo Ren, and that was prompted by you? Hmm? What was prompted by me? The Kylo Ren discussion.
2: Totally forget about that one. What did it involve?
1: Basically. Oh, Kylo Ren. Sorry, sorry, sorry,
2: sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. At least, you know what? I, I blacked it out because I hate that character so much that. I literally was just like, oh, yeah, who's that? Oh, that's the biggest loser Star Wars character on the face of the planet um, based on the way that they portrayed him in the movie. Uh, yeah, no, that was just that was
1: just awful. Yeah, if you guys get the chance, you should uh, go find John Danhurst's post on Kylo Ren. I just imagine it was the driest written joke I had read in some time, and I was so happy about it, and I knew that you had prompted it, but he basically heard via you that Kylo Ren couldn't get out of a novice division in Naga and that clicked for John Danaher.
2: (laughs) I don't know exactly that comparison that I made. I probably made some uh, probably made some some sexist and I don't know what the other word is.
1: Misogynistic. Uh,
2: Misogynistic. There's some other other, I don't know. I can't say it without about saying something worse. Sure. Uh, anyway, yeah, I probably made some terrible remarks about that. Much worse than he couldn't
3: beat somebody uh, at
2: <laughs> naga. It, it was more of a, more of an emotional impairment than it was a physical impairment, but they definitely <laughs> definitely paired together. Uh, I think he'd be like the he'd be like the emo kid in class that didn't have the heart to shoot up the school, though. Like <laughs> he wouldn't take it that far. Like he'd only be able to. Cry about it, write in his journal. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's it. That's all that would come to fruition. He'd wear some black clothes and live out his life in misery and never do anything about it. I mean, like he wouldn't even.
1: Gary, if you haven't read emo Kylo Ren, you need to go to that Twitter account and enjoy yourself because it is quite good. All right, but let's close this up. There's
3: a Twitter account.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's an emo Twitter account. It's emo Kylo Ren, and one of the choice basic tweets was uh, Emo Kylo Ren says, you know, you've never really heard the Imperial March until you've heard it on vinyl. <laughs> if that's any indication that is, of
2: what it's That is here. definitely something that that character would say. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah.
1: So we get to but, the end of this, and we know that Misha Tate's about to basically defend her title against Amanda Nunes, but you guys didn't predict that. Did it look a little bit more apparent after we saw the very first punch thrown?
2: I mean, wow. That was pretty horrible. I don't know how they didn't, uh... I don't know how they didn't... Like, okay, there's a couple things that came to mind. I don't know how they didn't stop that while she was stumbling on the feet like a drunk person. Uh... I also don't know how Amanda Nunez didn't come just like say to herself like, oh yeah, like I should, I could easily just continue punching this person in the face and they're going to die. Instead, she like, she would like wait like a cat, like playing with a mouse. and wait till she recovered like a little bit and then, you know, take her to the ground and finally submit her. It's not like, like there's no submission of the night bonus anymore. So it's like, what's the point of submitting her? She could have just like TKO'd her like even easier than she actually submitted her. She like gave her a chance to possibly recover. Which I thought was
0: incredible. I kind of felt like if she didn't choke her, that might have. Because I agree with you. When she collapsed that first time, like knees buckled completely and went down. Oh, man. I, I oh. guess I was impressed that they were, like, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. It's like, hey, you go. Yeah, she's the champ. But good job, girl. Uh, didn't look good. And then. Oh. No. Just kept eating those fists, and by the time her face would reappear, it was very bloody. Uh, though I would disagree that choke looked pretty easy.
3: <laughs> Did it, Kevin? Yeah, Why, is but, that? I mean, Why is that? Definitely
0: she just didn't struggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just a real quick oh, and, and are... cr- there we go.
1: Let me explain what I saw, which was this. I saw Misha get really rocked really quick and not have an answer. Like Misha is scrappy. And I think that she's like, oh, I've been in this situation before. Oh, wait, my nose is dead. Nope. Nope, I'm going to die. So I think Misha was like, when she was collapsing, I thought she was waiting for the stoppage. And the ref was like, nope, let's uh, let's see how this goes. It's called the ultimate this. fighting. <laughs> it's, uh, let's get in there. You ladies are the main event, so uh, someone's got to die. Someone's got to keep – someone's got to get bloody. <laughs> You know what I mean? If but,
2: she and she uh, dies, she dies.
1: If she dies, she dies is definitely the approach that I think they took. So when they ended up getting there, Kevin, the thing you may be alluding to is the fact that the rear naked choke did not look like it was over the chin. So, or under the chin, I'm sorry. It was over the chin. The fact that it was over the chin made me a little more suspect that Misha got popped in the face, didn't even really fight it at any point anymore because she was just like my face hurts so bad and she's constricting the top part of my chin i'm just done
0: does that seem a little bit more accurate i'd have tapped if someone had busted up my nose like let's just say gary and i get into it when he finally visits colorado we're too drunk it's like it's time to go if i got hit in the nose first and then they went to my back and started cross-facing i'm i'm tapping it's over.
2: I think she needed an excuse to like stop and end it. You know, like people don't people don't really feel comfortable tapping strikes often because uh, there's like an intense criticism about it for some reason. I don't really understand why. I mean, if you're literally dying in a cage, I mean it's probably a smart idea. But I guess it's because it's something you can you know potentially quote unquote recover from. So anyway, yeah, I think she just wanted a reason to tap, and that was a good reason. <laughs> she, you know, you could say she got choked now, you
1: know The whole press conference, Misha had a towel up to her nose It was basically answering all of her questions like this Which was, hey everybody, I'm really sorry I let everybody down But I'm going to come back Well, you keep that in mind if your nose ever gets busted, Gary Gary will be the I'm only person going to. Still using his Bane voice while his nose is still bleeding in the press conference. However, I think there was one choice moment that we ended up catching that other people ended up catching as well, which was a meme that basically said, well, you have Brian Caraway trying to console Misha Tate moments after the fight, and she has a look on her face that I swear read, oh my god, Caraway, not another fucking word. And, uh... Some people had some thoughts about that one, too. I'll read you a couple. The first of which was, uh, this person just said, I knew there was going to be a meme, which congratulations, I knew you were going to make that comment. We're all right. (laughs) Uh, There was somebody else, though, that was like, I think they said uh, that we were being a little too harsh on her or something like that. And it's like, oh, somebody asked her, like, did she really say that to him? And I was like, have you seen a meme before? Do you understand the main purpose of these things? Um, It's obviously crushing for Misha. She does tend to come back stronger from losses. However,
2: Uh, does he fight or anything?
1: uh, Brian Carraway is a fighter. However, he is definitely not the alpha of the relationship, if one might say. He's not bad, but he's famously known for threatening Ronda Rousey and then the Internet went against him. And no matter how many times he has apologized or Misha has apologized on his behalf, the internet still hates him. So he's kind of fun to make fun of. Uh, awesome. but yeah, kind of like, like
2: when Gordon, ch- when that dude challenged Gordon and then his girlfriend stepped in and started trying to have his back, but it just backfired miserably.
1: What's happening with that? Are we ever going to see that match? Because I was on vacation, and when I'm on vacation, people try to get me to not pay attention to the things. But when the Gordon the thing
2: happened... I mean, if a dude wants to come to our gym, he's welcome to come at any time, just like anybody else. to Have a challenge match? I really don't care, and neither does Gordon. And it's not like we're gonna break out the pitchforks and torches uh, and stab him to death or something if they win or lose or whatever. Like if somebody wants to, like I let anybody into the gym. I've never turned somebody away for train for training purposes. So he's welcome to come in, and if he wants us to Facebook Live it, we will, just like anybody else who comes into our gym. But. uh you know, I mean, he said he was going to at a time and date and then just decided not to do it and couldn't come up with any other excuse besides, well, I found a promoter that would like to do it for, for money. And it's just like, dude, like, that's not what the deal was. You agreed to do something and now you don't want to do it. So, I don't know, man. I I mean, maybe, who knows? We'll see.
1: All I know is I was on vacation and I was trying not to pay attention and then I get everybody and their mom texting me being like, "Yo, you seen what's going on with Gordon Ryan right now?" And I was like, "Oh. Is it another fucking challenge match? I can't even keep them straight. I'm on vacation, Gordon. Jesus Christ. People should <laughs> challenge someone
0: more manageable. Like than Gordon, I think. Yeah. Start with uh, a good brown belt. <laughs> see what happens."
1: <laughs> well, For I think Ross. at a certain
0: <laughs> Yeah, please start with me.
1: Let's see how those challenge matches go. I think
2: I think I think Ross- like from now on, never mind. Anybody that comes to my gym that wants to do a challenge match, no, no, no. You can't do it if you (laughs) want to. You have to get through Roth before you come and do the challenge match. You have to go challenge Roth and win. And if you get through him, if you get through the gatekeeper, then you can come to my gym and challenge whoever you want.
0: Raph, you need to think about that title.
1: Absolutely. The (laughs) gatekeeper is actually a very apt name for uh, my nickname. Thanks, Gary. I would like to say after uh, putting together an invitational myself out here in California there's a guy I've been trying to train with and he ducks me and he is better than me but I've been like dude I just want to train with you he's had every excuse in the world and he's going to leave and he looks at me and he goes oh man I gotta get back to Vegas but it's a shame you didn't have a gi on you otherwise we would have just we would have rolled and I was like you don't think I have a gi on me dude I have a gi on me at all times what the fuck get up And then it became a thing where I was right. like, yeah, after everybody had their fucking submission only, no time limit matches, here I am on zero sleep, no voice, full of beer, because that was a contingency that Steven Martinez made to have a challenge match himself, was he's like, yeah, if you give me beer, I'll come do your thing. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So, wow. yeah, wow. it's not, it's not out like,
2: of the was realm like when of- I sold it <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So uh yeah Gary you you may have started something that I won't be able to keep up with but yeah I'll I'll keep the riff raff out
2: Awesome um,
1: you're welcome Uh I'm gentlemen,
2: confident no challengers will make it to my gym
1: Yeah I'm super confident many challengers will make it to my gym uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like I uh,
2: to put this out there that anybody that does choose to go through Raf before they get to me or Gordon at our gym uh <laughs> Please record it and <laughs> post it on social media. That would be wonderful for all of us to
1: see. This is really just deployed by Gary to get more people in like, videos beating the fuck out of me.
0: Yeah, Dylan's going to show up. David's going to yeah, be I like, know. hey, Raf, heard uh, you're how we get to dipshit. So <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, we have a Gary's, problem. Somebody Gary's call gonna Gary.
1: <laughs> the only person who's going to be like, yo, Holic, I've got a stipulation for you now. You got to get through Raph. And like, Hollock's going to be like, well, what do I do after the first 30 seconds? And it's like, oh, right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, well, let's, oh, let's go over a couple of quick highlights because other things happened on the card. Juliana Pena had a great performance over Kat Zingano. Um, she was dominant and throughout the whole match. Uh, it, I mean, Kat had a great first round, but then Juliana basically. Kind of took over, and it was a great performance from her. Let's also talk about our friend uh, Jim Miller had a great knockout against Toki. uh, And let me tell you something, Kevin. This knockout was so brutal, but there was a missed opportunity by the Miller brothers. You know what that was? To do a little tag team for the finisher? Um, Well, the fact that maybe two fights later, you had Joe Lazan... Also pick up a knockout win, he could so have the challenge grappling could Damn. have happened oh,
0: we could have had Miller's versus
1: Lozons mm-hmm. that's what we've been trying to pitch uh, those fuckers just didn't make it happen
0: next uh, UFC 300, which I'm sure they'll both be fighting at,
1: but let's be very clear, uh yeah, because Jim Miller has been on UFC 100 and two hundred
0: uh, give me a reason he won't be on three i I don't know, I can't think of one and let's Hendrick also the Sorry. 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 Thanks, Thanks, Gary. Fuck. Fuck. I, and Hendricks needs to <laughs> I bring don't know, back if the I thought all. of that, but you know, maybe <laughs> it's always possible. Get can't find a bus or something. That's that's true. I don't, Gary well, just watched well, the end of
1: Mean Girls and decided to mess. ruin all of our parade. I'll say this: I really think that uh, Diego Sanchez
0: can stop fighting now. <sighs> uh, the knockout looked brutal. It was not good. It It was not good for him. He's just sitting there. It looked like uh, a John Wick extra take. (laughs) The other nice thing about it
1: was you had...
0: What was that? Oh,
1: was he screaming yes?
0: Yes, doing car wheels or no? (laughs) Well... (laughs) I didn't see the... Sorry.
1: He definitely
0: wasn't after.
1: And- Let's just say his mouth guard found the nicest way to slip out by being punched out of his face. Mm. So nice. uh, there was that. Um, there was also Kevin Gastelum picked up a nice win over Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks says he won't want to fight in Las Vegas anymore. Kevin, your response?
0: Uh, bring back the beard and stop blaming Vegas. I saw the statistics. I've lost four straight fights. It's like yeah. You also. Uh, just don't seem to have that knockout power you used to. But, Kev, remember that point when I was telling
1: Gary about making weight and then there was a fighter who didn't make weight? Yes, I do. Who was that fighter? Johnny Hendricks. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's that definitely happened. I'm just no. trying to say, where is tried the to power? The he hasn't made weight in like eight fights. Is it the buffets in Vegas that get him? Because they are good. <laughs> but but may or
2: may not be uh, the the uh, new steroid standards, perhaps. Perhaps.
0: Ooh, ooh. Could be, Gary. You think that's where his knockout power went. That would explain the extra twenty <laughs> and, pounds.
2: And where <laughs> his gut came, they exchanged.
3: Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, perhaps. <laughs> TJ Dillashaw also <laughs> looked uh, pretty okay. He looked uh, like he was basically just out maneuvering Asunakau in every single way, shape, and form. And so it was one of the rare times you saw Rafael lose. That was of there. note. Yeah, but there was an interesting moment. You guys both said "fuck Sage Northcutt," and he proved you both wrong. Did he? But well, Sorry. still. Kev, oh, that's a shame. Kev, here's the reason why: is because uh, people. people He got the win, but people were wondering how he did it. Fox Sports 1 put up on their page a post of him getting out of an armbar and they said, how did he get out of this? However, if you look at it, it's pretty simple to see that you had an opponent who wasn't basically pinching in any knees. They weren't moving the elbow, you know, the thumb and the elbow in any direction. And Sage was basically doing a hitchhiker escape. And so when I put it up a response on the Fox Sports 1 page, I had hater just hater plural uh, not needed, but hater come after me. Uh, basically called me a jiu-jitsu nerd, and I was like, "Do you not understand?" That's kind of a good thing for jiu-jitsu. Like, that's,
0: a, that's a compliment. That's yeah. That's how we. That's what we call ourselves. It's great. Thanks though, buddy. That's kind of the whole purpose of why. We, anyway, I don't want to spoil the ending for you. Shitty armbar finish technique. Not much needs to be said. Enrique Martin. You could also call Gary Tonin. Good. you uh, might not be a big enough name. No,
2: I don't think so. Nah, I, I've never escaped any, like, really tough arm bars
0: or anything like that. That video hasn't surfaced the internet 58 times <laughs> yeah. since the 80s. No, definitely no. not. Nope. But, you know, gentlemen, the most
1: important thing is, I guess, after we know the fact that that guy uh, who was hating on us, he all, had all of his uh, comments deleted by Fox Sports. Uh, but my favorite is he called me fat. And I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> internet guy no wonder your internet profile is private i think somebody's compensating for their own issues you could take care of yourself you know. i could but i have the
0: results for the two of you guys if you would like to know them yeah just i have three joints that i wrapped i have one that says i win i okay. have another that says gary loses and i have a third one that just reminds me gary's a d-bag okay. i'll light whichever one up accordingly
1: gary do you have any words wow. How do you feel? How do you, do you I think I didn't like it, the light one
2: that says I'm a D-bag up first and foremost, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of what happened. But, yeah.
1: Gary, how do you feel you
2: did? How do I feel I did? I'm pretty confident I lost, but I really – I didn't watch the prelims. I know you just kind of went over it with me, but I wasn't paying attention because you're not really funny or interesting. Interesting. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So I don't really know where I stand. I assume I lost.
0: I got broken up with for not being funny or interesting. Once, <clears throat> she was right. She was right.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's, let's say this, let's, Gary.
1: I just want to say this right let's, now. Let's, you need to congratulate yourself.
2: Uh, I'm waiting for the.
3: I'm
0: waiting for the turnaround here. <laughs> There's no turnaround. <laughs> i I hear it. Yourself. I hear it. <laughs> he can,
1: for... He's got great senses. Here's the thing. Nobody had any faith that a person who doesn't watch any fights was going to come in here and beat Kevin. And yet, some could argue you just did.
2: Some could argue I just did. Um, There's a twist. There's a plot twist I'm waiting for. It's happening. I I can sense it.
0: This is why your escape game is so good. He's on point. He does not uh, not evade. Gary is uh, not susceptible to Riddler rules,
1: as one can see here. Because too smart for him, one Kevin Phillips was, (laughs) who had the rare honor of getting a win, which I do not think has happened in the past five, six times we've done this uh,
0: in the recent months. I'll tell you, ref, I saw it going one of two ways. I saw myself losing a close one, or I saw him with my girlfriend, my life some of my jujitsu skill, he just took the good parts and then kept his. I could see it all. Every night. That's still happening. Still, that, that's that's awesome. actually
2: reality. That actually happened. That's why you're envisioning that. Yeah. Your girlfriend's at my house right now. That's,
0: <laughs> not, it's, that's happening, yeah. I've been, it's like, uh, there's part of me that's like, hey, come teach a seminar here in Denver, Gary. Then there's another part of me that's like, why don't you stay the fuck away, Gary? Why don't you enjoy your own <laughs> cities wherever they are? Well,
1: Gary, what do you have to say to Kevin? And what was the bet again? Because you have to fulfill a bet now that you've lost to Kevin.
2: Bad. I don't remember what Kevin bet against me uh, unless he was making me take the same bet Kevin, that I bet him. That and he had to shave a Fuban shoe into his nether regions.
0: was also but, a uh, tough conversation with the lady, by the way. I was like, <laughs> I made a bet. Uh, I do want to talk to you about it. Here's why. So, here's what I propose. First of all, I think you should anyway, because after doing some measuring up, I think it's not a bad look. Um, mm-hmm. I was owed a video singing either a personal song written or any 90s R&B hit. Okay. Dedicated personal to,
2: song written?
0: Dedicated to well, me and my jujitsu prowess.
2: Oh, dedicated to you. Okay, I don't want you you posting
0: it and sending it to some four side chicks or your other eight podcasts that you're frequenting. I don't need that. I want my name set at the front so I know it's individual. You could get any D-bag tattooed on your ass, but unless it says how, people are not going to know it was him. It's true. Same logic. That's
2: true. Okay, so I have to sing an R&B song about Kevin's jiu-jitsu.
0: From the 90s, dedicated to my jiu-jitsu.
2: From the 90s. So now I have to go study 90s R&B yeah. and write a song. That's my interpretation of what 90s R&B sounds like.
0: You don't have to write About one. You could just sing Jordan. that song. Just whatever you feel. No, you, you were the one that proffered that you were a songwriter. I was saying I just wanted a 90s R&B cover.
2: Oh, so you, wait, so I'm covering a song and then just putting your name in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that's much easier. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm already writing one song. He's so gonna be paying. Yeah. <laughs> I-,
0: I was gonna say I was like, you're kind of a fighter, so I didn't want to raise the bar and like give you a three to seven month thesis project. I just thought like you'd pick yeah. a '90s song that you're frequently listening to when you take a shower every twice a week. I assume is what it is. You listen oh, wow. to that whatever that song is. I want that dedicated to me on video
2: on video to you. All right. I can see this. I can see this happening. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be done fucking well. I'll tell you that.
0: Or, once (laughs) again, the Fu Manchu is on the table. It's a dealer's choice here, uh, Gary. You go for it. Either way. I said, but the Fu Manchu for the pubes is also on the table. I mean.
2: Oh, I mean, the, the whole reason I brought up whether or not you were making that part of the bet is uh, I was going to have to inform you that I already do that and have been doing that since <laughs> I was 15. So I, I, it's not really much of a bet. It's just,
1: you know, my style. So. That's uh, That makes sense. What a twist, yeah. Gary. <laughs> yeah. What a twist indeed. I do in- appreciate the fact that Gary did talk up his songwriting abilities and is like, two songs <laughs> is hard. What do you think I am, Elton John? Ugh, get off me. Yeah, he is
0: competing against... Uh, you know pretty notorious or lyricist middle. it's true so he's got his work I mean done. I
2: I can do it I'll, we'll see we'll see what comes to me you know? like I mean, that artist I'd
0: we'll never comes to me. I'd never if tell you how to do to the heel hook you know your one move <laughs> I'd never tell you how to do that <laughs>
2: <laughs> We'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes um, let's do this
0: yeah. Gary let's plug
1: your stuff you obviously have some sort of weird match that you're doing this Saturday in theory, if the event still happens. So that's an organization Uh, that's called. They
2: released a card like a couple days ago.
1: I know that was
2: impressive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I believe so, but I've also, you know, I've seen weirder things happen, I guess that's actually happening on Sunday. I'm sorry. You have that on Sunday. Uh, and then I believe our good friend Eddie Eddie Cummings is participating oh, yeah. in the next EBI on Saturday, so we oh, yeah. are excited for that. You pretty will exciting. also be competing on the twenty third, I think, at Fight to Win in San Francisco. Uh, yep,
2: Dustin Akbari uh, should be a really good match. I think. Uh, oh, got to get two two vengeance matches and back to back week after week. It's <laughs> pretty exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a a big discrepancy, I think, in uh, in how much you're training for one or the other. I don't even know anymore. I don't know. Gary, you know, here's the interesting thing. We love the fact that you're willing to do these things. We love the fact that you're willing to do them without getting paid. So, you know, it's truly about the art for you. But uh, I would say I wish you well. But, like, you know, you win, Holic loses – you lose, you get a tattoo on your ass. Like, I don't know that I have any pull on how I want this to go anymore.
2: I can see your confusion about, <laughs> about this. It's probably... Is this more confusing to you than your gender identity or less?
1: Well, I don't know. I think it's about as confusing Amazing. as it was for you to construct that joke because you really struggled to get the words out. It took about... Two minutes longer than I thought I was going to take you to get there. But, you know, I'm glad you arrived there. It shows promise for you, Gary.
0: Yeah. I guess what does he do to submit you is the part that's fucking annoying about your game. I'm just thinking out loud.
2: Uh, I'm hoping it's via uh, wrist lock screen tap. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I, won I hope. Another one of the losses on my record. It just would show some consistency and <laughs> help people true. realize what they should be training to beat me.
1: I really hope, though, Gary, at the rules meeting, he has like a separate set of rules meetings for his match with you.
2: Mm. Oh, did I ever tell you guys about the one rules meeting with uh, Josh Barnett?
1: No. I think I I've heard the story, but please talk about it.
2: It was amazing. I recorded some of it. It's like lost footage, though, because my old, old phone crashed. I don't know if I still have it. I saved some of my old records. We'll see. If I find it, I will uh, give some of it to you. I was, I was cautioned by, uh, who, who's his, maybe it's a cousin of his or sister or something. Ah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. She told it. she told me not to continue filming. So I had to shut it off at a certain point, but it was incredible. So first of all, the rules were essentially entirely negotiable. Uh, at ABCC, when you walk in, they go, uh, They go, we're not here to explain why we made the rules. We're here to explain what they are. Go kill yourself. Don't ask any questions. And shut the hell up. That's what they say at ADCC. And that's the tone they set. Halleck was kind of like, yeah, so... I've been thinking about these a lot, and, uh... You know, let's uh, just want to get some input from you guys and maybe we'll come up with some good rules, you know, for the oh, fight right. that's happening tomorrow. Yeah, okay, let's just make the rules for the thing that's happening tomorrow, the, the, the thing that already has rules. Let's just, I've been in so many shows where they do this, where they, like, make it, like, semi-negotiable what the rules are going to be right before the event happens. Like, what's happening right now? have a set of rules and stick to them. Are you kidding me? How are people supposed to prepare? Anyway.
0: Uh, uh, and Gary, as always, no heel hooks. Thanks.
2: Just yeah. No, exactly. So anyway, you know. we're, we're sitting there. It's me, Josh Barnett, and a couple other people, whoever was on the card. I, I don't remember. Lister and whoever. Anyway, Barnett was probably the most exciting person at the rules meeting. First of all, we discussed slams. Uh, we, we, we went an entire loop where first off, we decided that slams were legal, but then somebody raised the question, well, what happens when somebody gets knocked unconscious with a slam, which is obviously the intent with a slam, <laughs> uh, aside from, you know, breaking apart a submission, like there's a potential for the person to get knocked unconscious, i.e. rampage. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, so what happens when that happens? And uh, he's like, well, I mean, that's kind of like a strike. So, I mean, you can't win. I guess it's just a draw. And we're like, well, that makes zero sense to have a slams <laughs> legal then. So anyway, I don't know. We went through about an hour-long discussion about that. Then Josh Barnett, who, as we're talking about what submissions are legal, goes, well, what about mental submissions? And everybody just looks at themselves in the room like, what what? Is he serious? He <laughs> goes well. Dude, like what if what if i'm looking at my opponent and i just get into tap with my mind? <laughs> <laughs> so we're all just like, where are we? <laughs> and uh yeah, you just you went on a tangent with that for a while. There were some other good gems, but nonetheless, yeah, the uh rules for metamorphs are entirely negotiable leading up to the event in case anybody oh My god.
1: You know,
2: yeah. So yeah, you didn't just, get it in writing. It on fly.
0: It's like you every didn't... time you guys talk about Metamoris, something I never expected comes out. Yeah. You mm. You guys are never out of interesting shit to say, and it's never what I expect, and every single person has more. We talked to you last week. There was yeah. like eight gems that came out. That's another one. The rules. It's, just, it's just incredible. The rules are negotiable. Gary, I'm
1: glad you told that story because I have definitely heard that on multiple sources that Josh Barnett had the best rules meeting ever. In that. Oh, it was
2: so good. I have some of this film. There were so many better things that he said besides just the mental submission thing. But that one was pretty cool. I, I can't put this on
1: official record, but I felt like he said in response to you know people asking questions on specifically what submissions you could do, he's like, are we not in a submission-only tournament? Like, what's the point of this? Yeah, and, something uh, like
2: that. When yeah. somebody
1: told me that, I was beside myself, because who the fuck's going to question Josh Barnett?
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, I also loved the uh, the Sunga choice for that event. That was uh, that was wonderful for all of us to watch. Yeah? Yeah. I got to watch <laughs> the photo shoot for that. I was after.
1: Oh, no. And
2: uh, I have to say, they had to give me a few minutes before I was a part of the photo shoot after him because Whew. hot and heavy so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't tell you enough do, good things. even
2: after the few minutes I had to do some tucking and you
1: know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. make it appropriate for the public well, it's not a first time won't be the last time for you Gary uh, Gary I'll tell you this I'll probably see you at EBI but I have some interesting news for you Hmm. Kevin is coming to train with me a week after EBI. Interesting. Since he has so thoroughly beat you, I feel I have to defend your honor. But I think I can only do so, since I'm so less experienced than Kevin, via some sort of kevin debilitating secret weapon that he wouldn't know about. So just stew on that. Think about uh-huh. it. Because that same day, Kevin is going to be going to a seminar with Rafael Lovato... And our good friend, Mr. Lovato, is quite good at the no, or at the gi. And I know that he'll be teaching Kevin in the gi, but if you want to know a secret, Kevin would be crushed to be beaten in no gi. It would mean more to him to lose there.
0: If I'm being accurate, is that true, Kevin? That's factually accurate, yeah. The lapel chokes, frankly, motivation's a factor. And whenever someone (laughs) 220 pounds wants to, like, swing their fucking gi around my neck, it's like, knock yourself (laughs) out, buddy. I'm not going to the chiropractor (laughs) to get out of this tap uh no gi, not quite as much we'll do this nice so keep that in mind yeah. Gary. No, no pressure but when i see you just, just have
1: something in mind for kevin
2: yeah so uh free private for roth
3: sure mm-hmm.
1: no no, no nice i didn't hey listen I, you pull say,
2: I didn't say uh, free are you private really for... are you halleck are <laughs> you actually halleck are you impersonating <Ooh>.
1: Yeah, Halleck really wants a private with you. I don't need a private, Gary. I just need something for somebody whose knee is not so good, say. Ah. I'm just saying. Picking up what you're putting down. I'm just saying, now that you know that information, it might be helpful to you in the future if you see Kevin. But, you know. Uh, And, you
0: know, you can pick either knee, really.
1: I think the what is the rule, Kevin? It's like a double negative. Like you break your knee twice, it's fine.
0: That's what the surgeon
1: said. Yeah. Are you guys
2: going to start in the standing position?
1: Uh, that's a tough question. I guess it depends on where we are. Yeah, I could start yeah, at I any time.
2: You should definitely start the standing position. I have, good, I have a lot of ideas for you.
1: Okay, excellent. Good job, Gary. Uh, well, listen, Gary, uh, this has been tons of fun. But like I said, I'll see you at EBI. It's a thrill to always have you on. I'm glad you were able to give us a nice chat about UFC. I'm sad that you lost to Kevin, but do you have any um, words that you would like to say to Kevin in the spirit of good sportsmanship?
2: Um, Kevin, uh, I don't. Uh. Know, like, yeah, I don't think I have anything nice to say. That's definitely. Oh, I just broke this. Yeah, whatever. Yeah.
3: Sorry, I no, playing fun. around
2: with the first EI trophy thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Gary, can Sorry. I also make one last thing uh, appeal to you, which is yeah. this?
2: Yes, ADHD.
1: You just uh, lost to Kevin, a person yeah. who is far less good at jiu-jitsu than you, far less talented, <sighs> And who miraculously pulled out a win despite nobody thinking he could. Let's not make that a habit this week. If you pick up one, I'm up.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. All right. I'm saying,
1: you lost one big bet. And this one's not as permanent. <laughs> like, granted, the internet will keep you singing forever. Uh,
0: I should have made you bet to switch your name from the lion killer to Gary, moderately sized penis tonin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was...
3: <laughs>
0: that would've been amazing. Can't believe I, uh, I missed nobody, nobody
2: would believe it. Nobody would believe it. that <laughs> it'd be it be, be a good joke though. I mean,
0: you know. all this all this branding material we'd have to change. Are you kidding? There are posters yeah. for the fight to win. Well, I appreciate you swinging by, Gary. It's always a pleasure. Oh
2: yeah, no problem, no
0: problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary, moderately sized penis Tonin <laughs> Raph, we just don't, I mean, we we could spend a week talking to Gary mm-hmm. just because we could get, we haven't even gotten into our favorite sitcoms with him yet. Uh, no. Tons of fun. Big UFC 200 victory. Got a little lucky on that. I swept on some undercard. That's where I uh, did my money. Thanks, Jim Miller. You got to start off with the right pick, Raph. That's the new secret. That's the new secret. Is it? I don't know. Are you sure? Because I don't think you know that for
1: sure. Yeah, I I know this. I know that you had one of your best performances that you've had in a long time. If I'm remembering correctly, I think you actually had 7 out of 12, which for you
0: might as well be 12 out of 12. Might as well. Um, This is the best I've uh, done on a a state test in a while, if not arguably the best ever. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal... To ZZs. Don't say it like that. Let's do some shout outs. Let's Let's do it. it. I'll start it off. Uh, Will had some good hook in sweeps from the no gi position that are going to be very helpful. We were doing (laughs) a little uh, gi and no gi work on some of the takedowns, learning the variations. Big shout out to that. Got in touch with Jason Bercher, KCBJJ, of course. Got invited to come train there. They're going to try and murder me because that's what they do. It's Kansas. They wait for other people to come in. Then they attack violently. It's like a state product. I don't know. It's because people forget that Kansas exists. I don't. They just take it out on me. Can't wait to see that crew. Some team money up on the the training partner's raft. Of course, I'm going to go to Nogi night. You have worse. to. That's gonna do it for me.
1: Let's go ahead and start by shouting out our good friends at Breakdown Academy. So, you guys, we've got a nice seminar going down this Wednesday at I believe seven o'clock or seven thirty somewhere in there. Look up our fucking Instagram, you'll see it. It's a That's seminar fine. with our good friend Alex Ecklund. It is on Wednesday, July 13th. Alex is going to be competing at EBI seven days later, but you can see some of his great tricks, including, I believe he'll probably be teaching a little bit of his G roll series, which if you haven't seen is quite awesome and spectacular. So I am looking forward to that it is a $40 suggested donation because he has a school that is just like that where you donate what you can. And, uh, we're very stoked to be hosting him. I hope you guys are excited to come down and train. And you know what? What better reason to come down and train? you need other than coming to beat me up like that's one incentive and then think about the fact that you're going to get awesome training from somebody who's really good Applying AKA, to LA
0: outside. just to beat you up let alone also work with some people that are really good so if you're in the area you should definitely do it we like to call
1: it the uh, and one of jiu-jitsu which is like you know i really wish i could go beat up Raph and get better at jiu-jitsu and one.
0: Wait. Great.
1: So, uh, we're excited about that. Also want to shout out our good friends over at Valley Martial Arts Center. Had a great open mat this, uh, mm-hmm. afternoon. I want to give a special shout out to our good friend Casey. Casey is, uh, the guy who teaches our fundamentals class on Tuesdays. And he ended up rolling today and he's getting ready for a competition in two weeks. And, uh, he was feeling good, man. He looked really solid. And the thing I like about Casey is he has my similar kind of work ethic, which is, We roll once, nothing happens. We roll twice, nothing happens. He looks at me, he's like, you want to keep going? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Go a third time. You know, Raf. there's like another five minutes on the clock. Do you want to go then too? So I think we rolled in some about four or five times, even though there were multiple other people there, but they were taking their their rounds off. And uh, I always respond well to those people who are that dedicated. And he's getting so, so solid at what he does and uh, I look forward to seeing what he does in a couple weeks so congratulations to our good friend Casey and again to all of you guys we look forward to seeing you I think I'll be at EBI so if you see me come say hello I get some people who say this who say hey ref I saw you but you looked busy I'm
0: probably not that's even his, if I'm interviewing that's how his face looks he's just he always looks furrowed with busyness
1: I, I mean Kevin can say that because he's
0: seen it up close and even when I'm super happy I look probably not so and genuinely working is how he relaxes so just you'd interrupt someone if they were just staring at a wall you know <laughs> so for the most part if as long as i'm not in
1: an interview come say hello it will be great i'm sure you'll you'll be able to say what's up and yeah, uh
0: not in an interview cody bollinger
1: yeah no uh, fucking people. clue for that kid though he's a fighter he knows better i guess he didn't but uh thank you guys we look
0: forward to seeing you and uh Yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. I'm done. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. Moon. Getting in the room.
1: Taking on a boom. Like kaboom. Goes the room. Say good night, moon. Sonic boom.